Are we ready, Spaghetti? Girl, we're ready, Spaghetti. Let's wrap this shit up. I gotta take a nap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> starting with, like, great positive energy. Hi. Of course, uh, of course. <laughs> welcome to I'd Get a Little Spider for You. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about basically everything under the sun. We're two racialized women, and we really just, like, can't stop talking about political things. Oh gosh, Even if we tried. Even if we tried. Even if we tried. And so we talk about basically, honestly, I forget every single time everything we've ever done anytime I do these introductions. <laughs> I'm like, what did we do? But okay, so we've talked about abusive relationships. We've talked about suicide. We've talked about the Lord of the Rings. We've talked about um, religion. We talked about shadism. We talk about men. Uh, mm-hmm. We talk about a whole bunch of things. And today mm-hmm. we are bringing it back to the pop culture and doing something a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, like low-key is just because we didn't want to do any research. Uh, <laughs> and also it was one of those things, much like The Lord of the Rings, where we were like, how have we never done an episode on this? Which um, is why we're going to talk about Doctor Who. I'm very excited. Yes, I am also very excited. I like if there was no copyright infringement, I would like start the intro for Doctor Who right now, just like da 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 Oh, Gavin. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, so we didn't have to do any research, but I did have to do a couple Google searches to like remember the exact names of people because I realized that mostly I just use descriptors to like mention which characters they are. Oh, you're like what the blonde one, the the yeah, brunette. I'm like, that lizard i'm like remember the lizard and it's just like yeah you know that lizard it's like <laughs> that doctor who fans would get it for sure at least i think they would so anyway yeah no. funnily enough so basically i mean i guess we should say that we're just going to be doing an overview of our interest in doctor who and our love of doctor who and um we're not necessarily going to be going into detail on everything no but um, First of all, uh, sorry, like, it's, that's like 50 years of content, and we want to keep this to like an hour. So let's like be realistic. Absolutely. <laughs> we are going to get started. I mean, Catherine should be the, the one to start our conversation about how you got into Doctor Who, because my answer is Catherine. So. I mean, I guess so. I don't actually know. I can't remember at all how I got into Doctor Who. Like, I'm not sure if it was on TV. I'm not sure if it was just, like, a nerdy thing that, like, other nerds were talking about. You know what? It probably was. Because I got into Doctor (laughs) Who, like, first year of university. Like, I'm on Tumblr, you know, (laughs) Um, doing whatever. I see a gift set or something, and I'm like, what is this show? So I basically got into it that way. Like, I feel like in terms of pop culture um, saturation, we're from Canada, Mm-hmm. And I'm sure people who are older than us probably maybe saw it on TV or saw or like had a better knowledge of, of Doctor Who. But like for our generation, I feel like nobody knew what it was until like the new show came back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So people also, are, we're not British. Yeah, like, we're not British. But I mean, we are, you know, a colony. And, mm-hmm, <laughs> and I'm mm-hmm, sure mm-hmm. also similarly, like in the United States, there are probably a generation of people like 15 years older than us who watch the Doctor, like doctor who shows on tv in reruns or whatever and then our generation i feel like came to it through like the christopher eccleson david tennant yes kind of time yeah and yeah i basically just like got into it i remember being like here's the thing doctor who is a very interesting show and it's like very good but aesthetically (laughs) like you gotta be into it to be into it and i feel like I think when it came to introducing the shows, I would usually like choose an episode that was like 
really good and at, at the least cheesy version of a Doctor Who episode possible mm. when I'd be like, hey, watch this, and then people would get into the show. But if you just start Doctor Who at like a random stage, you're probably going to see someone in a plastic mask and you're going to be like, you know, I don't know if this is for me. <laughs> or really bad CGI. Just really bad CGI. Like, 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 like really horrendous. Like car commercial level CGI. CGI, like 2000s car commercial level yeah, CGI. <laughs> Even to this day, there's a 2000s car commercial level of CGI. <laughs> and you're like, okay, what? Well, all right. I guess we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. That's but very the storytelling, true, the storytelling is great. Mm-hmm. What about you, Carmen? What were your first impressions of Doctor Who? Uh, well, Catherine uh, introduced me for many, many years. She's like, it's really good. And I was like, no. Um, and mostly I said no, because the reaction I had to Doctor Who was the reaction she had to Breaking Bad. Now, I must say, I watched Doctor Who. She did not watch Breaking Bad. So, like, you know. You know. I get my end of the deal. Listen, listen. I, there was never a deal. There was never a bargaining. It was just, I didn't want to watch it, and you were so insistent. But beyond that, I also, like, don't really care about angry white men selling drugs. It's just really not my scene. I'm also not going to watch The Sopranos. Like, sue me. Ooh, I still have to, I've watched a few episodes of The Sopranos, and it is uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm sure it's great. Really I'm sure it's great. You know, I'm a sucker for a for a for a a working class accent, which is why I like Doctor Who because I started with Eccleston, and what a great man to start by Doctor Who life with. Uh, I um got into so you showed me Blank. That was the first episode I ever watched. Always the first episode I show people. I'm like, what? which is great, Blink. fantastic, a great episode. Now that I watch like most of the seasons. Oh, and Catherine and I should both just say that like we haven't caught up to Doctor Who. I got up to Capaldi. So like, which Doctor is that? Twelve. Yeah. So I got up to Doctor Twelve. Uh, and then Catherine, I know you skipped a few. I skipped. I I got up to Twelve, but I only watched the last season of Twelve. <laughs> And then I watched like an episode or two of the 13th Doctor, but then I just was like, I was, it's not because I didn't like it. It was more so I just didn't want to bootleg it anywhere. So I was like, I'll wait till this is on some streaming service and then I'll watch it. Yeah. See, that's the thing. So I um, was trying to catch up and my ex from many years ago decided to kick me off of his streaming service. Honestly, how dare you? How dare. How dare you? Um, But anyway, so yeah, I, that's how I got into Doctor Who. Catherine told me about it otherwise I would like have no idea and to this day like I think maybe we have one other friend who watches Doctor Who which is Caitlin yeah I guess so and that's it nothing yeah. nada nada I, I did the same thing actually with my sister I introduced her to Doctor Who via the episode Blink and she ended up watching a few like seasons of it yeah I mean I think it's that is a great episode to start people on because if you start on like any of the like <clears throat> CGI episodes, people are automatically just like, no. Alright, so we've been mentioning Blink a lot. I just want to say, for anyone who doesn't know, it's an episode that has one of the best Doctor Who villains, or like monsters, mm-hmm. are the Weeping Angels, and funnily enough, we're saying like bad CGI, bad CGI. This is like the most low-tech thing in the world. It's either like statues, or people dressed up as statues, which yep. sounds bad, but trust um, and that is the full <laughs> villain. Like it's a it's a villain who, whenever you look at them, they can't move, so they're frozen. And it sounds dumb. <laughs> I know it's. I feel like that's gonna be. The We've mo- lost people, Gavin. We've the lost motto people of the show. I know it sounds dumb. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, but it's pretty great. Um, so I guess going from that, do you want to get into your favorite episodes of Doctor Who? Yes. So uh, my favorite episodes, obviously, for me, the first one uh, is Blink. I don't know for you if it's Blink. It's or for also me. Blink for me. Yeah. So Blink is my number one. One, because it was like my first introduction via you to Doctor Who. Um, but also, I just think that it's like really... I like it because it's like barely Doctor Who, like Doctor Who's not in it really, like he is but he isn't, um, which is really interesting as a as like a premise for the show, and then the storyline is like real cool. But anyway, yeah, and of course the 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 Weeping Angels are horrifying as uh, monsters. But anyway, I'll say also okay. just because we're on Blink. Yeah. Um, the thing about Blink is that like. It is an episode that barely has the Doctor in it, and generally the the layout of Doctor Who, for anyone who's, like, never seen an episode, basically it's, like, the Doctor is this immortal... We should have said this at the beginning. The Doctor is this, like, eternally ageless immortal... I mean, he's not. He's, like, has a specific age that he uh, randomly says. He'll be like, I'm 903, and then, like, two seasons later, he's like, I'm 1105, and you're like, alright, whatever. Um, anyway... <laughs> So he's like basically immortal and he's a time lord and time lords um have tardises god anyway they have tardises which are these magical um time traveling machines Mm -hmm. and his looks like a police public call box which is like a 1960s british like phone booth essentially (laughs) and he and his companion travel through space and time like fighting monsters doing nonsense um blink is an episode that he's like not in (laughs) and it's great it's just like he shows up right at the end to help someone and he shows up in like a recording of something to help someone mm-hmm. and i think it's like it shows it's sort of like a proof of concept episode because it shows that like no this concept works this like person in mysterious circumstances going through it with these like crazy monsters it works and it doesn't have to have a doctor in it but mm-hmm. when you have a doctor in it he always brings all this sort of like knowledge and makes the story sort of like cohesive and it works so it's it's it's, it's a really great episode yeah i am uh, yeah i mean i really enjoyed it so <laughs> otherwise i would have been like Catherine, no i'm not doing this yeah so my number two is vincent and the doctor oh that's a good one i was thinking about that one so that one is just one of the more moving episodes of doctor who because essentially doctor who and his companion go back to meet vincent van gogh as I like to call him, Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, because we're normal nuts. people. Like, I'm yes, thank you. Am um, I German? And... No, get out of here. <laughs> um, and so they go visit him back in the day. So they time travel. And they basically talk about, um, there's like an alien. And like the whole thing is that people think he's crazy, but actually he's he's just like able to see this alien that like other people can't see and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. I really like that concept as like this idea of madness and this idea that everybody's reality is different. So like for myself, I think that's really interesting, but also it's just super moving because the whole point is that Doctor Who can't change fixed moments in time. Um, Like you can't go back and like change the past in certain ways, but there are specific things that you can change and he knows which ones he can probably change and which ones he can't. Um, And that was a moment in time that he could change. And so they go back to try and see what they can do. And it's like super moving and, and lovely. And the actor who plays him does look alarming. Oh, so like, much like him. And also yeah. that is one of the things in Doctor Who where they'll be like, we can change this thing, but we can't change that. And you're like, is there a reason? And he just says, 
there are fixed moments in time and you're like okay (laughs) literally it's just like loosey-goosey whatever the story (laughs) needs is exactly what happens yeah exactly and so anyway so it's really moving and if you ever watch i mean if you ever want to watch a clip of doctor who just look up doctor who van gogh and the clip is there and it is just so sad and so good (laughs) so and what's his name, isn't it? Bill Nye makes a nice little cameo. So it's a fun time. Okay, so I'm going to say for my second favorite is probably going to be The Doctor's Wife. I Ooh. love that episode. So basically The Doctor, and it's also, it's written by Neil Gaiman. Um, the Doctor's Wife is- I a, didn't know that. Yeah, it is. And Holy it's an shit. episode about um, The Doctor's like time machine, the TARDIS, basically- um, instead of just being itself as a time machine, they go to this sort of like pocket dimension and the soul of the time machine, again, sounds dumb, but the soul of the time <laughs> machine goes into a woman. Um, and I think it's Saran Jones who plays um, the doctor's wife, plays the TARDIS, mm-hmm. and it's really good. It's basically just like a fun, like sweet, sad episode about the relationship the doctor has with the, the TARDIS. And there are certain lines in it that I like always remember like, he gets mad at her when they're able to talk because she's a human woman now. And he's like, you never, you didn't always take me where I wanted to go. And then she says, yes, but I always took you where you needed to go. And it's like this idea that the doctor goes through time and space saving people. And half the time, whenever he goes somewhere that he's not intending to go, he's there for a reason. And I like that they explain that the reason is because the TARDIS knows that he's supposed to be there. And the TARDIS will send him to places so he can save people. And I thought it was great. Um, Uh, No, it's amazing. So that's... And, like, also, like, Saran Jones is beautiful, and it's great. And they make a lot of jokes about the Doctor wanting to fuck his time machine. So I love that, too. Here for it. Honestly, here for it. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I actually really... I didn't... Now that you say written by Neil Gaiman... It all I comes it. together. You're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. This makes sense. Yeah. So for my for my third one, and this should come to no surprises, Catherine, it's called Partners in Crime, which is when uh, Donna Noble gets introduced officially as one of the companions in Doctor Who. And so I one, I think it's hilarious and fun. That is also one of the episodes with like terrible CGI. So please keep that oh, in mind. Oh, my God. I love the little adipose, little yeah. fat people. So oh, so sorry. cute. Uh, so good. Um, so the storyline is just basically that there's this company that Donna, who has like kind of been in other episodes of Doctor Who in very like significant ways. Um, and the last time she saw Doctor Who, he was like, come with me. And she was like, fuck no. Uh, <laughs> which I think is a fair response. Yeah, I'd be like, um, no. No, thanks. Uh, and so she she realizes that there's something weird going on with this weight loss company. And he realizes there's something weird going on with this weight loss company. And these little fat babies, these little things made of fat, come out of people's bodies. Like a little fat brick with, like, googly eyes. It's It's adorable. It's so adorable. So it's really cute and it's really funny. Um, And uh, I forget the the actress that plays Donna. Is it Catherine? Catherine Tate. Yes, Catherine Tate. So she is magical and like that as her intro is so funny she's so good um so anyway i just really liked that episode as her intro i always think about that episode and how ridiculous it is because it's so over the top um and i really enjoy it also like it's weird that an alien race would make babies out of human fat 
Yeah, they were like, we need our fat babies. And then <laughs> they come to Earth to make fat, ba- fat babies, basically. Very strange, yeah. And literally, they're called adipose. Like, <laughs> like the naming conventions in Doctor Who are so silly. Like, there's a character in with a 12th Doctor named Bill Potts, who, um, when she finds out the TARDIS stands for Time and Relative Dimension in Space, just goes, why is it in English? <laughs> Which nobody asks, but you're like, yeah, why is it in English? That is a like, great question. Um, yeah, uh, we'll get to Bill Potts later, but she's a great character. <laughs> So I'm going to say for my third one, I had I was like debating whether or not I wanted to choose um, Turn Left or The 11th Hour. So Ooh. Turn Left is an episode with Donna that's really great. I want to talk about both. So Turn Left is a great episode because it's a Donna episode, but it's another one of those ones where the doctor's like not in it. And it's basically an alternate universe where um, the d- Donna, in the first episode she shows up, she basically saves the doctor by telling him, we need to get the fuck out of here. And... Uh, this is like an alternate universe where if she had never done that or she had never gone with him like he dies and he actually dies and so then you see like all this chaos going around all over the world because all of the you know catastrophes that the doctor prevents aren't being prevented but it's so funny because the character of donna is like oblivious to everything that's going on for the first like (laughs) half of it because even in the story of doctor even in the original like timeline she didn't notice any of the crazy things that have been happening in London for the last like five years because she was like, oh, I was on vacation. I was on the phone. I was in the bath. Like she never noticed anything that's going on. And so like things are falling from the sky and she's just like, mm, can't be I guess this is happening. And so then like slowly, like she starts to realize what's going on. And then there's other characters who come in and tell her basically that she has to like, she is the one who has to go back in time to save the doctor and it's just this amazing episode because Catherine Tate is a fucking phenomenal actress. It's mm-hmm. like, she's known as a comedian and she's very, very funny. But you're like, this dramatic work is unparalleled. It's so, it's some <laughs> of the, literally, it's some of the best dramatic acting in all of Doctor Who. It's so good. Um, so I'm going to say that one is one of my favorites. Although it does include some of the worst puppetry thing in all of Doctor Who at the same time. <laughs> you remember the bug? So basically the reason she gets Ooh. taken into this alternate dimension is because there's a bug on her back. Oh, yes. And it's literally a plastic beetle. It's like So funny. It's like, you, it's like a plastic beetle from like a Halloween decoration that was, it's just so horrible. Um, and then the 11th hour, I'm just going to talk about it briefly, is basically the first episode of the 11th Doctor's sort of like run. And it's kind of like, perfect it's kind of like a perfect introduction to a character or sort of like a reintroduction if you wanted to start doctor who from the 11th doctor you could with no problem and it's just a fun episode and there's lots of like back and forth and silliness and i i think that's like one of the best opening episodes of any doctor who of all of doctor who hmm i had totally forgotten about that episode but that is a really good episode now that you mention it um that's really funny uh yeah so i mean doctor who has so many episodes to choose from some are better than others Um, the crossovers are almost always great mm -hmm. the christmas specials are almost always great i love remember kylie minogue was in the christmas special was it kylie minogue i think so and i I was like of all of all people i love kylie minogue it was it was wild um so Catherine. Uh, who is your favorite doctor? Because we're going to have the same one. Oh, the ninth doctor. The Eccleston. Eccleston. Literally one season and he's the best doctor. Like, mm-hmm. And 
so we're gonna get to it later and who our favorite companions are but i think you can tell that probably that like both our favorite <laughs> companion is donna donna's the best character a hundred percent and he like our carmen and i have talked about this before our dream would be the ninth doctor with donna because he's yeah, the only doctor that she would be attracted to because mm-hmm. the thing about donna is that like all the other companions have some sort of like romancy thing with a doctor and donna's like can't be bothered you're too skinny not interested like, yeah she's like not nah, no thanks no thank and then you. she also sometimes thinks that the doctor's hitting on her which is really funny oh, like at so the beginning but like the ninth Magical. doctor is the best doctor he's so and also like he kind of had to be the best because he he sort of revived this series you mm-hmm. wouldn't have any of the other doctors if you didn't have the ninth one and like he's northern he's ridiculous like he has a leather him. jacket his ears are like 10 miles long i love him He's so good. He's so good. Okay. So, that's, I mean, it's good that we agree on that. Um, I have, uh, so who are, who, okay, you and I have different favorite companions, but we both agree that Donna, like, it's like, if somebody asked somebody, what's, who's your favorite Doctor Who companion, and they didn't say Donna first, I would be like, you're incorrect. Like, literally, I know it's your opinion. Your, who's your favorite Doctor Who character? Donna. Donna. <laughs> so basically like, we've been talking a lot about donna and we've described her briefly but donna's basically like no nonsense she's like in her 40s she's she's very funny she's like super smart but she also like has here's the thing she has terrible low self-esteem right mm-hmm. and then she gains all this beautiful self-esteem and self-worth and she gets to travel throughout the galaxy and save all these people and she has the saddest fucking ending of Ugh. any character <laughs> Which is that her mem- her memories are taken away. Which means that she still thinks she's, like, a shitty and, like, <sighs> useless, even though she was the most powerful being in the universe for, like, a very short period of time, but a very significant period of time. Devastating. Oh, my heart, Dr. Donna. Literally, um, the clip of her forgetting is something I watch when I feel like crying. <laughs> you know, you're like, I'm going to cry <laughs> yeah. today. I watch that. That's a good that's one. Me with the, that's me with the Van Gogh clip. Oh, oh god uh yeah so donna is like our favorite companion but but who is your next favorite companion okay so um i'm gonna say i'm gonna count all three of them as one character <laughs> uh, in typical Catherine fashion i'm gonna just go carmen said top three and i'm like mm-hmm, sure um i'm gonna say amy rory and river are one character because they're a family uh they're a family Aww. unit and I love all three of them, and I think they're wonderful characters. Like, they work well together. I love I love Amy. I think Amy's great. I think she's so, so much fun. I love Rory. I think he's, like, kind of a stick in the mud, but, like, wonderful. And then River Song is kind of, is, is actually probably one of the other best characters in the whole series. Like, Alex Kingston, beautiful. Like, yeah. Like, her hair, amazing. Apparently, what we like is, like, women in their 40s. We're like, yes! (laughs) This is a show for kids, and we're like, where are the ladies in their 40s? (laughs) Where are the hot ladies in their 40s? Like, I'm here for it. Um, So that's my number two. And I guess I'll just say my number three is Jack Harkness, because Captain Jack Harkness is is one of the best characters. He reappears throughout, like, all of the seasons. He's Mm. very funny. He's like omnisexual and tries to get with literally everyone and everyone tries mm-hmm. to get with him and it's beautiful. Um, and like special mention to Bill Potts and Martha because I love them. That's really funny. Um, so for me, actually funny enough, I put Donna and then I put just Rory. <laughs> I was like, I know he doesn't count, but he counts for me. 
<laughs> so Rory as a companion just because I thought that Amy treated him poorly. I Was mean, Gavin, Herman. <laughs> we go from Amy being like a twenty-year-old in a relationship to like a thirty-year-old, and like right. you can see the development of. Well, no, for sure, for sure. It was just like I was, I was like, "What the hell, guys?" Um, but Rory is like of those three. Rory is like my favorite of the of the family. Um, so it's Donna, and then it's Rory, and then I also put Jack Harkness, also known as the face of Bo. Oh my, that was such a dumb ass. So here's the thing, dumb. The show is stupid. So Jack Harkness <laughs> is immortal. He's literally immortal. And then you find out he turns into a big floating head in a jar. Yeah, but I like that. You know what? I, the reason I like that is because it was the first like big twist in Doctor Who. Not twist, but like revelation in Doctor Who mm-hmm. that I remember being like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> it's like, I know him. So, you know, it was. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> So, um, Jack Harkness uh, slash the very face easy of to impress Carmen. Is <laughs> they mentioned him before? I know him. Uh, yes. So Jack Harkness slash face of Bo, and then honorable mention to Mickey. Oh, Mickey! Poor Mickey. Mickey and Madame Bastra, also known as that lizard lady who plays Sherlock Holmes. I do love the lizard lady. I did. I did like her. I also special mention another definitely mention a lesbian. To- Oh, well, she was. She was with that Of course she was. Yeah, exactly. Um, Oh, special mention to the character played by Maisie Williams, um, who was called Lady Me, who basically is like this character who, I think it's like a Viking village, and she gets immortality from the Doctor, essentially. And then, like, hundreds of years later, she doesn't remember anything because her brain can't, like, they explore the idea of, like, her brain can't remember all of her memories. So she has, like this whole like vast library of journals to remember everything so the idea of a human person who's immortal like the doctor but doesn't have the brain capacity to keep all her memories so she just forgets everything even her own name so just she just calls herself me what what doctor is she with i think this i think it's 12th doctor. doctor yeah 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 that makes sense oh my god that's a good that's a good concept. Actually, I wanted to ask you this. So I know someone whose in-laws believe in, like, all those, like, lizard people things. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Like, the conspiracy theories of how there's lizard people and all this other stuff. And I remember her telling me this and, like, being like, oh, God, I just have to, like, put up with it. But she's, like, a huge nerd and I'm a huge nerd. So I was like, so, like, Maybe this is wrong. And I was like, but like, did they watch a Doctor Who episode <laughs> about the lizard people that secretly lived underground? And is that just like what they went with? Like, Here's is that thing. what happened? I was I, like, what, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Do you know lit- what I mean? Literally, I found out like a couple, <laughs> like last month or a few months ago that lizard people is just another like racist term for Jewish people. Huh? Yeah, apparently lizard people is like an anti-Semitic thing. So, like, they think that lizard people are, like, Jewish people, and I guess, I'm not sure what the details are. I don't know if they think that Jewish people, like, unzip their skin and then they're lizards. I don't know what it is, but lizard people is Jewish people, apparently. Huh. Oh, like the childs and stuff. That girl needs to question her in-laws a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's horrifying, but I, but she said that she, that she thought that they, like, literally believe that there's a group of, like, you know, maybe people. they do. Maybe, maybe, maybe it started that's as anti-Semitism and then turned into something else. Into a Doctor Who plotline. Absolutely, yeah. 
Because I just, like, I could not understand. Anyway, so I was like, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Was somebody really high on meth or something? Watched a Doctor Who episode and said, ah, there's a secret society of lizard people no, on it's, this planet. No, it's definitely older than that. It, lizard people's been around, around for, like, years and years and years, like decades. Ugh. Anyway. Okay. So okay. that's what, that was my question, because so I, I wanna... was, it's very funny. It's a very funny thought. But go ahead. So I want to broach a topic with you. Um... About a character that we have some arguments about on occasion. <laughs> a certain uh, uh-huh. Martha Jones. Ugh, Carmen. Martha. So Carmen doesn't like Martha Jones. I don't like Martha. And I love Martha Jones. <laughs> and we get in fights about this. Because I think, here's the thing. This also leads into other things with Carmen. But I think Carmen is a TV sexist. <laughs> because Carmen Very will fair. often like, hate female characters for reasons where I'm like, why? Like, she doesn't. <laughs> She doesn't like Amy Pond because she doesn't wear pants. And I'm like, that's... You're traveling the universe, saving humanity. Put on some pants. Blame the costumers, (laughs) not the character. I guess it's very true. It's not like she mentions her bare legs all the time. No, that's very true. I mean, that much is true. I recognize... Wasn't that the season where people were like, this shit got real sexist? Oh, yeah, because... Stephen Moffat is very sexist. Hello, you know, by the way, if you have like two hours to burn and you want to watch a ridiculous YouTube video, there's a YouTube video called Sherlock is Garbage and Here's Why by um, this YouTuber named H. Bomber Guy. And it's really great, actually. <laughs> it's literally him going through why Sherlock is a terrible show. But also he mentions other Stephen Moffat properties. So he talks about Doctor Who and he talks about um, Jekyll and shit and it's mm. it's great and he like literally talks about how one that Stephen Moffat is super sexist but also that he clearly hates everyone who watches anything he does because he's so full of contempt for all his fans it's very funny is he really oh, oh absolutely well okay so the thing about Martha so first off yes the Amy Pond thing I was always like why why this close but Yes, it was, it was, it was the writer's thing and and everything else. But so with Martha, there were a couple things. I always felt like I liked her more at the end. Like I like, cause they went off and did their own show. Did they not? No, it was just like a weird scene. It was like a show. But isn't there a, no, but there's a show. There's like another, there's There's a show called Torchwood. Torchwood. But she appears only in like an episode. It's like a cameo. Ah, Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Because I haven't watched Torchwood. Um, you but know Torchwood like... is Doctor Who as an anagram? <laughs> I know, right? I'm, <laughs> I'm like, ugh. These fucking nerds. Why? Um, anyway. I am Lord Voldemort. <laughs> like, okay, Tom. Calm down. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so I I didn't like her at the Because she always felt really, like, needy. Not needy, but, like, because the doctor had gone through heartbreak, and it was, like, she was, like, his rebound in a way, which I thought was weird, and, like, I've always been really attached to Rose, so, like, that was one thing, um, but then there was this whole thing where, like, she just seemed, like, I preferred, like, a Donna, because Donna was, like, don't ever fucking touch me, I will kick your ass if you come on to me, I will kill you, I will kill you, and that will be the end of that, and I will take your TARDIS, Whereas, like, Martha was more of, like, oh, why don't you love me? Until the end, where she was like, what am I doing? <laughs> well, that's why I like Martha, because I like <laughs> the fact that, so, like, I, here's the thing. One, there was some controversy at the time, and I think it should be revisited, about the fact that, like, you have the white blonde woman, and then she leaves, and then you have a black woman who's like, I like you, too. And he's, like, treats her like shit and makes her be a maid in the 1950s. Uh, 
Oh, I forgot that episode. Um, uh, that episode I blocked from my mind. Like upsetting, and like <laughs> and like. Okay, can I just talk? Doctor Who, because this is this is not, I guess, I mean, it is a doctor, but, like, it's the writers who did this. Like, their their discussions on race are some of the worst I've ever seen. Um, like, literally, there's a part Terrible. where they get to, like, the 16th century, like, Elizabethan England, and they meet Shakespeare, right? Mm-hmm. And, number one, people make weird racial comments to her a bunch. And then also, when she's like, am I going to get carted off as a slave or something? He said, no, why would anyone do that? <laughs> I was like, Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah, I remember there's, that. There's some rough shit. But anyway, I love Martha because one, Freema Agyeman is great. She's beautiful. She's, also she's gorgeous. Beautiful. She's beautiful and she's also beautiful. But I like the character of Martha because I think it's, she's, it's like she's smart and she has like an interesting family. And I love the oh, fact yeah. that she goes through a process of being like, I like this guy and he doesn't like me. But then at the end, she's like, wait, fuck you. And then she leaves. <laughs> and like, here's the thing. All of the other Doctor Who companions have to be forced away from the Doctor. They have to, like, lose their memory or die or get stuck in a different universe or some shit. Like, they have to be pried from him. And she was like, you're trash, actually. You know what I just realized? You're trash. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love that. I love it so much. She also has the best theme song. If you listen to the Doctor character companions, like, individual theme songs, hers is the best. Um, Anyway, I love Martha. (laughs) We just like I found her so I think I found her so annoying, but it was also one of those things where I was just like, "How dare you get rid of Rose?" But then it's like you can't have Billy Piper forever. Yeah, a lot of people didn't like Martha because she came after Rose, which is not fair. I'm just saying that misogynoir is real. Uh, <laughs> we haven't actually spoken about Rose, and I just want to say because Rose is probably one of the most popular companions of all of Doctor Who, and she didn't mm-hmm. even make our lists. But like, I do love Rose. Mm-hmm. I specifically love Rose with the ninth Doctor more than the tenth because I don't care so much about the romance stuff. Oh uh, yeah, me yeah, yeah. I agree. I loved her with the ninth Doctor mostly because her mom was ridiculous. Oh, I love her mom. <laughs> it's like, are you hitting on it? It was very funny. Um, yeah, yeah, she the, was great. The Rose with the the tenth Doctor. I think everybody was, or most people were like, I love their romance so much, and I'm like, nope, eh. I can't. Uh, see, I didn't care for the romance either. I just liked that, like, because with the companions, it's one of those things where, like, they become very, like, they are more important than they seem at the beginning. So with Rose, it was like they the whole bad wolf thing. They always end up saving thing. the world. Like, he picks up specific, mostly women who will just go on to do incredible things. Exactly. And that I, I like, like, the whole bad wolf story about, like, her actually. Bad wolf is good. Like, literally, when so she good. comes back in that, like, Doctor Who special, as not not as Rose, but as bad wolf i was like that's fucking dope i love that shit and badass that's badass and so billy piper will forever remain in our hearts as rose Tyler. better i also like that she's like from a council estate yeah she's you poor know? i feel like some of the, the companions you relate to more you're like you're poor i'm here like yeah. martha, <laughs> like i think another reason why people didn't relate to martha as much is like martha is like a doctor <laughs> like martha's like has a wealthy family and she's comes from like it's like if the doctor didn't come to her life her life would still be great but yep. with all the other characters they literally would be like working at a gas station the rest of their life if the doctor didn't show up i know oh my god yeah that's fucking true and i i mean as long as we tell the doctor who fans that we do love rose so that nobody attacks us right in our sleep that would be great so Catherine and i did a quiz to see which companion we were 
you know, and I only did the one because I liked my results and was terrified that if I did it again, I would get something ridiculous. What did you get? Because you did. So I did it three times just to confirm because I was like, I think I know exactly what I'm going to get every time. Actually, the first time I got, I did the quiz, I was like, hmm. And then I did two separate other quizzes. And baby, I'm Donna every time. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense that you're Donna. The funny, smart one who's just like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah, yeah no I nonsense. Just like, no fuck nonsense. my nuts. Ugh, literally when she go, like she chooses a place, she's like, let's go to a fucking spa. Like, I'm like, hell yeah, I love Donna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I got Rose. Which oh. checks out. Checks out. It checks out. It really does. Because it's like, you know, you're kind of resourceful, but it's also just like, and she's, but she's also just like, I'll go where you're going. I just want a bit of a, an adventure, but not too much of an adventure. And then she gets stuck in an alternate dimension with a weird, like, bootleg version of the guy she likes. Yeah. Very strange. Um, I also want to mention a character, I don't know, have you, have you gotten to Bill Potts with the 12th Doctor? No, I haven't. So I literally started watching The Twelfth Doctor, again, be- specifically because of Bill Potts, because she's black, she's a lesbian, and I was like, I'm here for this. Her name is Bill Potts? Yeah, her name is Bill Potts, and she's great, and she's such a funny character, and she just says things that you're like, nobody says. Like, what I said oh. before about- Oh. Sorry, about, I like, just googled her. Oh, she's great. Um, What I said about, like, her saying, like, oh, why is this- why is TARDIS in English? Like, in the show, for some reason- the doctor has his TARDIS in like a room and it's against a wall. And so when she goes through, she goes like, do you guys have a knock through? Like, did you guys just like, she doesn't, she doesn't go into the TARDIS and see that it's bigger on the inside and think that it's an actual like spaceship. She just thinks that they like knock through a wall. <laughs> like there's so many ways that she thinks that are very interesting and very funny. Uh, it's really funny. Cause every time I see, I see uh, Karen Gillan and, and like the Avengers and stuff, cause she plays, is it Andromeda? Nebula. Whatever. That one. She plays the blue one with no hair. I'm always like, oh, look, it's Amy Pond. Literally, me too. Like, whenever, it's like, (laughs) whenever you see people from certain shows, you kind of, it's like, it's like it's your friend who made it. You're like, oh my God, it's Amy. (laughs) It's Amy Pond. (laughs) I know. I I think I also saw Mickey, the guy that played Mickey on like, uh, like some British show. And I was like, Mickey, you're working. Oh, how congratulations. That's nice. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's really funny. We also, Catherine, need to touch on the villain slash the monsters. Okay. So I'm here for the Weeping Angels, who are the scariest villains in all of Doctor Who. They are the ones who are frozen in time, and they basically look like statues of angels with their hands over their faces. So, like, creepy statues anyway. Mm-hmm. But they move when you're not looking at them. That's why Horrifying. you're not supposed to blink, because even if you blink, the second, like, the millisecond of your blink, they could move, like, across the room. And what they do is they, like, zap you back in time and then feed off of your life. So you would be, like, in your life right now. And then they touch you and send you, like, 80 years ago and then, like, eat the time that you should have had or something. For any racialized woman, that's a horrifying thought. So scary. Right? Um, And also, they're just terrifying. And then I'm going to say, also, you remember that character Cassandra who was just a piece of skin? (laughs) <laughs> moisturize me <laughs> moisturize me and then when like um she her soul enters the doctor and it's basically david tennant acting like us like a, the gayest man in the world you know yeah great fantastic uh yeah she was great that's really funny because what was her name cassandra yeah i'm pretty sure it was cassandra yeah 
I mean, Sandra that was also here. that was also one of the first episodes I watched, and I remembered. And also, the funniest thing about Cassandra is that is that yeah. she was like, it's such a weird thing where like I feel like Doctor Who likes to use queerness and like things like that as a character device to indicate someone is different or from the future or something like that because they have a mm-hmm. lot of queer characters sprinkled throughout mm-hmm. and i feel didn't cassandra the character cassandra who literally again is a piece of skin who is suspended in like a, <laughs> a picture frame and she's like moisturize me moisturize me and then she says oh i was the last person born on earth when i was a little boy or something and you're like what the f- okay so they like use that a lot they'll, they'll drop weird oh my god i forgot that elements yeah. and you're like okay <laughs> or, or they'll have like random background characters be like we're gay and i'll just say it and you're like got it like <laughs> yeah and to be clear this is like a queer podcast but so we're just saying it's weird that they use it to it's like, a, yeah. like a, a weird character device to like signify otherness so that's strange but the thing about cassandra is that when they play a ballad of earth because um god there's so much explanation so earth is being destroyed <laughs> <laughs> um and they play an an ancient earth ballad it's a uh, toxic by britney spears which is truly hilarious and amazing um what are your favorite villains oh god okay so weeping angels obviously but i also like the silence terrifying yes terrifying which are these like alien looking creatures that like make that weird croaking they're basically Strange. the men in black. They just zap your brain, but you don't know. And then you see them for like a frightening second. And then they're gone and you've forgotten everything. And you're back to where you were. So, which is really scary. And just the buildup of it and not really seeing them, but not really seeing them at the same time is horrendously horrifying. Oh, you know what it reminds me of? Because they have no dialogue. It reminds me of that episode of Buffy. Yes, they are very much because they're wearing suits. They have mm-hmm. these weird, like, wrinkly, pale faces. They're very much like the characters from Hush from the episode of Buffy. Yes. So that. Uh, speaking of, like, queer coding things, um, the master. I was going to say, I forgot to mention the master. The master is the doctor's, what, husband? Like Husband we're, slash we're, arch nemesis. We're past boyfriend here. <laughs> For centuries, he has been trying to thwart Doctor Who, but also in love with Doctor Who. And the thing that makes it the most egregious is that recently, in like the last couple things, with the twelfth Doctor, he came back. The Master is so so. The Doctors like regenerate or whatever; they turn into new bodies every time. The Master came back as a woman, and it's implied that they were fucking. Right. And then when with the thirteenth Doctor, the Master comes back as a man, while the Doctor is a woman, and they're flirting again. And I'm like, so they can fuck when they're a man and a woman, but not. You know, baby steps. These fuckers only do baby steps. So apparently, that's where they're stuck. But, yeah, I really like the Master just because I think it's an interesting character. Um, I think it's interesting that, like, it kind of reminds me of Moriarty. Very much so. From, from Well, like, the, the newer Sherlock. So that's why. And then one of my honorable mentions for me is uh, the, the evil, and they show up a couple of times, the <laughs> evil-brained Ood. Oh, I love the Ood. I love the Ood, just in general. They're this, like, race of of aliens that are, like... like, Domestic servants. (laughs) That are enslaved by humans. Um, And then there's this whole thing about, like, oh, they can't think they love to serve. They have a hive mind, and they just love to serve us. And then you find out that they're just being brainwashed and enslaved. So much so that they, like, have lost the will to fight, essentially. Um, Which is really sad and tragic and horrible and 
Donna also uh, loves them. Another weird thing that Doctor Who does is that occasionally they'll like bring up weird real life issues and then like drop them. So like with the Ood, when um, slavery, slavery, they mention slavery, and then the character of Donna goes like, "That's horrible," and he says, "Well, you have slaves," and she's just like, "I don't want to have slaves." And then he said, "Yeah, the people who make your clothes and pick your food and stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, hang on. So are you acknowledging modern slavery and in the same breath saying the Doctor is cool with that?" <laughs> what's going on here oh yeah i know yeah but that's kind of why i like the Ood because it was a really moving episode the episode in the arctic that they did or whatever with dr donna is the episode but like i really liked it because it, it was about like kind of the Ood having like an uprising because they're re- they like are able to wake up from like the fuck shit that like humans did to them oh my god yeah. sorry go ahead go ahead um, but anyway, yeah, so the Ood are my honorable mention, because they're not actually bad. They're not supposed to be villains, but I like them when they're evil, so. I just yeah. realized that we've gone this whole episode, we didn't talk one time about Daleks. We didn't talk about the fucking Listen, plunger what? whisk <laughs> trash can amalgamation that is a Dalek. So literally, it's like the 1960s when the show came out, they were like, what do we got? We have a trash can, we have a whisk, and we have a plunger. What can we make? And so they just stuck the whisk and the plunger on and then put a flashlight on the forehead and said, there's our monster. And that has been the I pretend main, it doesn't exist. The main, the primary villain in Doctor Who is the Daleks. Yeah. They literally say that, like, there's a war between the Time Lords and the Daleks that kills all of the Time Lords. They were fighting trash cans with whisks. And you know what's in the trash can? A squid. I don't yep. know. <laughs> like, it don't make no sense, guys. I know it sounds dumb. I know it, it sounds is. dumb. Because it is. It really <laughs> so, is. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, the thing, what are the, who are the Cybermen and the Daleks are just, like, a bit ridiculous to me. The, the argument between the Cybermen and the Daleks, where they're the Cybermen are like, the Cybermen are basically, again, they're, they're robots with, like, a brain inside, and they're like, we are the superior race, and the Daleks are like, you are not, you are only <laughs> superior at dying, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm watching two trash cans fight now? <laughs> yeah. That's... So I want everyone to know that that was a perfect impression. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, magnificent. Yeah, that's why I'm always just like, what the fuck? Anyway, those two, the fact that those are like the main villains throughout the like decades of Doctor Who is ridiculous and embarrassing and bananas because I sometimes I'm watching Doctor Who or I'll be watching like Doctor Who clips like someone will walk by who's never watched (laughs) Doctor Who usually like someone I'm dating or like it's been like my mom or whatever and like I think my mom has literally seen me watching Doctor Who and she's just been like so stupid and she just keeps walking she'll just be like she'll just be like why that's so stupid and then she's like what are you watching and then she just leaves she doesn't wait for me to answer she just leaves so and that has been the response to anyone who's not known doctor who but had to like watch a scene with the daleks or cybermen yeah it's just the stupidest shit you could imagine and then they'll be doing these like amazing dramatic grand plots that you'll be so invested in and then if you just take a step back you're like hang on Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, so that's an alien with, like, suckers pretending to be Queen Elizabeth who's making out with the Doctor and she's marrying the Doctor and then another version of the Doctor comes from the future to talk to <laughs> him and they go through a portal. And, and by the way, that's a real episode I'm describing. Um, <laughs> I was even just thinking, like, and there's that thing where you find out that the royal family is just a bunch of werewolves. 
ridiculous. Oh, you know what was great? What's her name? Sophie Okonedo, um, who shows up in one of the episodes as Liz Ten, as in Elizabeth the Tenth, as in she yeah. is the Queen of England in the future, where the England is on a space whale. You know, <laughs> but anyway. all of these things. You know, we're not really selling the show very well, and I I do want to take maybe these last few minutes, Catherine, to have a quick conversation about the fandom of Doctor Who, because we need to, as nerds, as racialized nerds, and as women who are nerds, which I'm sure there are many women who are listening, problematize the fandoms. Because, like, Catherine and I, for example, love Star Wars. Can't stand Star Wars fans. In the sense of, like... They're kind of the worst. They're the absolute worst. And I feel like, personally, the same goes for Doctor Who. Doctor Who's a little bit better. A little bit, but when the it was like the woman was playing the doctor, the uh. lady from Attack the Block and Broadchurch, who I love, Jodie Whittaker. Yes, I also love her accent. But anyway, um, she's great. also very she's very good as a doctor. Yes, and so like I had no doubt she would do great because she was great in Attack the Block. She was great in Broadchurch, both amazing things. Um, and I was like, oh my god, she's moving on up. This is amazing. And the like backlash of people be like, oh, so politically correct. This woman being Sorry, this is a show where Doctor Who has people in his life who are lizard people. You know, people in his life. He literally time travels and like travels the universe in a fucking phone box. Don't tell me that he that wants to fuck. Yeah, that he exactly. wants to fuck. And then you're going to tell me those are all fine, very believable, great ideas. They say What's that not a great idea is a lady. They say the words Jadoon Platoon on the moon in this show, <laughs> right? They, they, and the, the, the Jadoon are these like rhino headed men, like, like the shit, again, moisturize me, moisturize me. They have <laughs> About a flap of skin, who, who, a sentient flap of skin. A sentient flap of skin. They have all of this shit. Literally, so, I, I can't even, ex- there's so much that's insane. Mm-hmm. And they're like, fine, but a woman? How dare you? How, you're like unrealistic. How, do you, how is, a, how is a, a species who repeatedly say and show us that they can transform from a man to a woman. How could that happen with the main character who's from that species? How could it happen? How could Wait it? till it's a black person. People Girl. will lose. Oh, what's that their guy's name? Minds. Because the, the doctor right now, not the doctor, sorry, the master right now is an Indian man. I can't remember his name, but he's like super hot. But like they did, and the thing is, they did that with the the master as well. So the master turned into a woman. Before the doctor turned into a woman, and then now the master is a racialized man. I'm saying that do- what the master does first, the doctor is going to do next. So the doctor is going to be like an Indian man next time. Or something. <laughs> yeah, they gotta they gotta start small. Oh my god! Oh yeah, he is really good looking. Oh, he's he's great. He also has like uh, I'm just looking at the stills, and he looks a little bit bananas cuckoo crazy, which is oh, great. He does because it's like Chester. he's the master. Yeah, so he's he is quite good looking. Sorry, so, like, but it, imagine if the doctor looked like him. That would be great. If he would, the thing is, I've seen him in other things where he's very friendly and affable and great. I would have loved if that guy was a doctor. Like, and literally, they could do that. You know why? Because Peter Capaldi played a character who was, like, an ancient Roman or whatever. And then, when he plays the doctor several seasons later, he says something like, I can't even remember where I saw this face. 
that I chose. So I'm like, so you could just have anyone. You can have Catherine Tate come back and be the doctor. Oh my god. I'm, I'm what tuning, a world. I'm tuning in. I'm tuning in. That would be uh, amazing. Yeah. So I think that's that's basically it for Doctor Who. I mean, on the subject of the fandom, the thing about it is that like yes there's so many men who have been like i love doctor who and i've loved it forever but there's like a whole large contingent of female fans especially that came along in the david Tennant era who are all on tumblr making weird uh, okay this is okay this should be it's never hang on i'm just gonna mention something brief that should be its own episode there was a thing on tumblr that i was not personally involved in i just saw it from the sidelines and said you guys have fun over there <laughs> But it was called Super Hulock. So at the height of the fandoms of Doctor Who, Supernatural, and Sherlock, a bunch of people made like so much fanfiction and art and theories and like a whole fandom surrounding oh, Catherine. that Doctor Who, Sherlock, I just and Supernatural it. would all be in the same universe together. And I'm telling you, that was all women as well. So <laughs> there's like a whole, I could, we need, you know what we need to do. Last episode, we were like, oh my God, how have we not done Doctor Who? Carmen, how have we not done fandom and fan culture? Oh. We can do a three-parter. I have a doctorate in it. <laughs> At least I should. I put the hours in. Catherine, you just need to get your doctorate in it because you and I can then go to conferences together. Yes, and you can talk about grief and I can talk about, like, fandom. people sucking each other's dicks or whatever. Yes. Um, Catherine, just go and do your master's. Uh, <laughs> and people are like, what are you studying? Um, community and culture. <laughs> no but seriously we we will do an episode we'll do we'll do like a two or a three-parter on fandom and talk about and just maybe politicize it and talk about our, our feelings it is, around it's already fandom. it's already political okay it's okay already okay there. let's end it because we're gonna just keep talking and it will not <laughs> stop carmen do you have any recommendations um do i have any recommendations yes um currently I have been oh god um so I started re-watching Criminal Minds because it's on Disney plus uh and it is a fictional show about serial killers uh but it's about the behavioral analysis unit of the FBI which for anybody who's watched Mindhunter is actually a real um part of the FBI they basically um they are the people who interviewed and did a bunch of like profiling studies on criminals specifically serial killers and like how to catch them Mm-hmm. And so, uh, for example, like the Bruce MacArthur stuff and other things, they've used uh, they've used profilers to kind of narrow down the like the list of suspects and stuff. And so, um, yeah, the show is like not real. It's just like oh, it's almost like it's not a CSI, but kind of. Um, except they base every episode on a different real life serial killer. Is um, I see on this show. No, thank God. Because <laughs> he's on not. like the other like CSI or whatever. Of course he is. Uh, no, no, no. So it's it's actually it's really really good. Um, it's like cheesy. The first couple seasons came out in like two thousand and two or something or two thousand three. So like expect it to be cheesy. Um, but actually now that I'm I've only been watching for like two and a half weeks, three weeks, and I'm already on season seven. So you know, that's surprising because I could have sworn you've been watching Criminal Minds for as long as I've known you. But that was probably some other criminal show. No, no, no. I have been watching Criminal Minds. I'm rewatching it because I haven't. Oh, rewatching it. Because it because I haven't watched all of it because I moved out of my mom's place. There, it's still going on. There's still new seasons, um, but it hasn't been on cable. Like I haven't had cable in a long, long, long time. So I think I only watched up to season seven or eight, 
Um, and it has 11 seasons. On oh, Disney God. Plus. So go, everybody, go on forth and, and have some fun. Yo, the shit that's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus now? Like, the Rocky Wild. Horror Picture Show is on Disney Plus. And I feel like that is the antithesis, not only of Disney's model, <laughs> but of the Rocky Horror Picture Show's, the Rocky Horror Picture Show's integrity is like... Why Yikes. is that on, like, ugh, anyway. Okay, so my recommendation in a similar vein, um, so there's a podcast called Someplace Underneath. It just started. It's, like, literally only three episodes in. Um, and if you, like, have listened to the last podcast on the left, sort of, like, that podcast, it's part of their network on Spotify. Um, and it's very good. So the first um, three episodes are a three-parter on Shelly Miscavige, who mm-hmm. is the wife of David Miscavige, who is the leader of Scientology. And they're like, <laughs> where is she? Like, she is missing. And it's a three-parter on Scientology, but also specifically, where the hell is this missing woman? So that's very good. And then it led me down a rabbit hole, and now I'm listening to Leia Remini's podcast called Scientology. I will be listening to that. I will be listening Fair to Fair Game. Um, so it's, yeah, so it's called Scientology Fair Game, and it's like her pissed the fuck off or off as she says um and is Leila Remini like furious with the guy she also does like she's Leila Remini was raised in Scientology and she also did like a whole series about Scientology with this guy what's his name David something um and the same guy it's the same guy that's on her podcast is on the it was on the show is on the show and they're just talking about Scientology and talking about like the way Scientology will destroy people and it's it's good. It's very good because it's mostly just like them explaining it and her being like, "What not it like this? Isn't it like this to the guy? And he's like, yeah, you're exactly right. <laughs> and she's just so mad. Um, and listening to someone yell about Scientology in like a Brooklyn accent is great. First of all, she's magical, beautiful, amazing. Again, I, if anybody needs to know something about me, it's a, that I am a sucker for a working class accent, which yeah. is exactly what Leia Remini has. I've watched some of her Scientology docs and stuff, and I've watched a lot of her interviews, and I've also also watched a lot of Shelley Miscavige stuff, and, like, um, I'm very excited to to listen to that podcast and to listen to those episodes, because I'm definitely, like, she's dead. She's, like, in an acid barrel somewhere. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly, Scientology. Amazing. Uh, so you can find me at BCC Williams basically everywhere. I have brand continuity. And you can find us at I'd Kill a Spider for You on Instagram and I'd Kill a Spider number four letter U on Twitter. Yep, and you can find me uh, at Carmen underscore Maria 416. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just come join us on our social media, talk about whatever. I have a new cat, so now I have three cats, so now I am that lady. I am... <laughs> prepared to enter the next stage of my life oh three cats dominant dominant i was gonna say dynamite (laughs) but you know what dominant